people who are biting their fingers in fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Kairos Moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Greetings, greetings to you all that have tuned in to this program on Active FM. Welcome to the Kairos Moment. This is uh, Pastor Jack Chira from the Full Gospel Church of God in Johannesburg South in, in South Africa. It's an honor and a privilege once again uh, to be able to use this platform on Active FM to bring a word of encouragement and inspiration. I hope that you will be blessed. Um, just to do a quick recap, and before we get into that, let's all just pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for your word. We declare that your word will not return to you void, but will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. I pray, Father God, that you will encourage and inspire those that are listening even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So last week, we started off by looking at discouragement, dealing with discouragement. Uh, discouragement is, a, we said, uh, by definition, is losing the desire and motivation to continue doing something uh, that brings purpose and satisfaction in one's life. I'll read that again. The definition of discouragement is losing the desire and motivation to continue doing something that brings purpose and satisfaction to one's life. Um, then we also conclude that the discouragement is universal. Um, you know, it doesn't matter which part of the world you come from. Every person, every human being gets discouraged, whether you come from Europe, whether you come from America, whether you live on the continent of Africa, whether you are from the Asian continent, from Australia, from the Antarctica, from the Arctic Circle. Uh, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is, your race, um, your, your culture. Every one of us go through seasons of discouragement. None of us is exempt uh, from seasons of discouragement in our, in our lives. So every now and again, and in fact, whether you are you're a believer in God or whether you are an atheist, whether you are a Christian or maybe you are of another religion, all of us will get discouraged at one point or another in our lives. Um, we also then concluded that discouragement can be contagious. Uh, many times you might not even be discouraged yourself, but as you interact and meet people that are discouraged, the longer you hang out with them, either you will be able to inspire them out of their discouragement or you will end up getting discouraged yourself because, uh, because they are discouraged and you are hanging around them uh, too long. And so we, we said that it's also contagious. But we also then concluded that uh, a discouragement, no matter how bad it is, it's curable. It's not an incurable uh, condition. So no matter how discouraged we can be in life, uh, there is a cure to discouragement. And, and, and as we go on in the series, we're going to uh, look at uh, the cure for discouragement. But uh, the good news is there is a cure for discouragement. And, and that's, what, that's what's important for us to understand. Uh, we looked at examples from the Word of God. There are many examples that we can look at in Scripture talking about discouragement. But uh, um, I want us to just look at two of them. And the first one is Nehemiah. We looked at Nehemiah. I'm just doing a quick recap quickly. Um, in Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6, 
Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6, you find that uh, Nehemiah experienced all kinds of discouragement as he had the purpose to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Um, it, it, the project wasn't going on smooth. There were times and seasons of discouragement in his life. Uh, there were things that went wrong and, and, and caused discouragement. And so it's important for us to understand that Nehemiah went through discouragement. Another one in the Bible that went through discouragement is, is uh, 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 the prophet Elijah. First Kings chapter 19 from verse 1 to 18, uh, the Bible tells us the story of Elijah, the prophet of God. Uh, he was a great man of God. We know the history of Elijah. Elijah was uh, one who single-handedly uh, defeated the prophets of Baal by their power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit over his life when he called fire down from heaven on Mount Carmel and the fire of God consumed the sacrifice. Uh, remember that the prophets of Baal called on their gods, the foreign gods, the false gods. Uh, they called on their gods and, and nothing happened uh, from the morning right through to the evening. Nothing happened. The Bible says that they cut themselves and Elijah mocked them and said, maybe your God is sleeping. Maybe your God has gone on a long trip. And maybe you need to shout louder for your God to hear you, but nothing happened. Um, so so, so um, at the end of the day, uh, Elijah prayed a simple prayer. First, he made it difficult for God to consume the sacrifice. So he poured water on the sacrifice and he dug trenches around the altar. And uh, the water was so much that it, was, uh, it, it flooded the sacrifice and flooded the trenches, the, 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 the whores. The tunnels around the trenches were overflowing with water. And yet when the God of Israel answered by fire, the fire consumed not just the sacrifice, but consumed the stones on which the altar was standing, but also consumed the water, the water on the sacrifice and the water that was around the sacrifice in the trenches. And so that was an indication of, of, of uh, Israel serving the true God. So when then Jezebel heard about it, he sent out a warning uh, to Elijah. And he said that you, she said she was going to kill him. Uh, the Bible says that the man of God was on the run. He decided to run away. Um, he didn't want to hang around. Uh, he was scared of Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab at the time. And so he ended up in the wilderness, Elijah. And he, he just got so discouraged. He wanted to die. And so remember that, again, discouragement can lead from one thing to another. So discouragement can even bring you to a place where you become suicidal. And that's the place where um, Elijah was. He became so suicidal. Um, currently, uh, in South Africa, we've got uh, cases of suicide that are going up, uh, many men that are committing suicide. And uh, one, of the, one of the primary uh, uh, reasons for suicide is discouragement. Many people did get discouraged. Excuse me. Many people get discouraged and when they get discouraged, what happens is that they decide to take their lives because slowly discouragement leads to depression and, and depression leads to something else. And eventually people decide they are going to take their own life. That's what happens. And so we see that about Elijah. He wants to take his own life. He wants to die. Uh, he's giving every reason in the book for God to take him. And God doesn't respond to all those reasons, God doesn't want to take him because his purpose is not yet completed. His purpose 
and his destiny is not yet finalized. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. You might be at a place of discouragement in your life. I want you to know that your purpose has not yet been uh, completed. Your purpose is not completed yet. Your destiny has not yet been finished. And so you better rise up like Elijah who, who was able to rise up and obey God. Uh, you need to rise up from where you are. You need to dust yourself off the discouragement in your life. And you need to get moving in the direction that God wants you to move. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, this this uh, morning, I want us to look uh, very quickly at, at uh, some, of the, some of the causes of discouragement. Causes of discouragement. Number one cause is fatigue. When you're physically or emotionally tired and exhausted, you're a primary target um, to be infected with discouragement. Uh, so your defenses are lowered and uh, things can seem so bleak uh, than they really are. And uh, you feel discouraged, especially when you're halfway through a certain project that you've been doing. Uh, it's easy for you to feel tired and exhausted and tired, uh, tiredness and fatigue can be a cause or a source of discouragement. It is many times when people are, dis, uh, uh, are tired and exhausted and fatigued that they begin to feel discouraged. So I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. You might be feeling discouraged. You might be feeling discouraged simply because you are tired, you are exhausted, you know, and, and, and so be careful. Be careful of of your physical condition, your emotional condition, your mental condition. Um, if you are exhausted, uh, it might just give room to discouragement in your life. The second cause of discouragement is frustration. When unfinished uh, tasks pile up, um, you know, it's natural to feel overwhelmed. And when uh, trivial matters or they, unexpected, uh, they unexpectedly interrupt you, and prevent you from accomplishing what you really needed to do and accomplish, frustration creeps in and uh, it becomes a source of discouragement. So we all get frustrated every now and again from one at one time or another, we get frustrated. Uh, something that was is that was supposed to be going a certain direction is not working out according to plan, we get frustrated. Um, there's a frustration that creeps in and that frustration can lead us to feeling extremely discouraged. I don't know who is frustrated right now. I don't know who is listening to the sound of my voice and you are saying, oh boy, I feel so frustrated right now. I feel like quitting. You know, I feel so frustrated. Everything I've tried to do, there's always just a frustration that, that, that is creeping in and I, and I feel so discouraged. The, the next uh, cause of discouragement is failure. Sometimes your best laid plans fall apart. The project collapses. The deal falls through. No one shows up to the event. Um, how do you react? Do you give in to self-pity? Do you blame others? As one man said, just when I think I can make ends meet, somebody moves the ends. Uh, that's discouraging. So again, all of us have failed before in our lives. Uh, you know, we've all failed before. And I, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of myself, you know, in terms of failing. I, I a few years ago, uh, wanted to become a marriage officer. And uh, what happened was that uh, I discovered that uh, home affairs subjects you to an exam. You have to write an exam in order for you to become a marriage officer. And so, and so 
the exam is not easy because they give you a, a whole book of, of notes that you have to study. And uh, it's basically an extract from the Marriage Act, um, from the South African Marriage Act. But uh, I think what makes it hectic is that there's so much information in that extract, in that little book that you are given. There's so much information. There's so many things that you have to memorize. There's so many things that you have to remember. And it's not very easy. So, so, so I attempted the first time I failed the exam. I think I failed by three points. Um, I attempted the second time. I failed again by three points. You know, and at that point, I just felt so discouraged. I said to my wife, I said, you know, I don't know if I must continue with this, uh, with this. Maybe I must just leave it, you know, maybe it's not for me, you know. And, and uh, then I spoke to other pastor friends of mine and, and they said to me, oh boy, that's nothing. You failed twice, you know. I failed like three times. And another pastor said to me, I failed like five times. And another pastor said to me, I felt like six times I failed. Um, so then when I heard others have also failed, I'm not the only one who failed this exam. Others have also failed. I, man, I felt so inspired. I felt so encouraged uh, to know that I'm not the only one that failed this exam because I felt so stupid. I felt like maybe, you know, I just don't understand certain things in law, uh, in the Marriage Act. Um, so I was motivated. I was encouraged. I attempted this exam the third time. And this time around, I passed and got... Um, I got I got 98 percent and the and the percentage the pass percentage was 70 percent. You had to pass uh, up to up to 70 percent in order for you to qualify uh, to become a marriage officer and a commissioner of oaths. Uh, but I got 98 uh, percent. The third attempt. And so again, maybe you failed. Maybe you failed so many times. I mean, it is said that the inventor of the light bulb, the guy that invented the light bulb, failed so many times. The first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time. Um, he failed so many times before he could finally invent the light bulb that was a success story. So I don't know how many times you have failed. But uh, perhaps you need to keep trying. Perhaps you need to just try again. And you failed your exam at school, try again. You failed your university module, try again. And you failed your driver's license, try again. And you failed your learners, try again. I don't know what it is that you have failed. I mean, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of little babies as they begin to grow. And some of us are parents, we've got three kids. And many of you that might be listening to the program are parents yourself. You You've, you've observed your little one learning how to walk. They don't just get up and, and they begin to walk and, and they, can, they can function, they can walk and, and, and they can run. No, you know, the first attempt to even just stand is a big attempt. And some, some babies fail the first time and they fail the second time and the third time and the fourth time and the fifth time and the sixth time and the seventh time. And they fail many times before eventually they can rise up and begin to walk. They can rise up and begin to run. They can rise up and begin to be, to be all that God created them to be. So, so just because you believe in God doesn't mean that things are going to work out smoothly in your life. Sometimes there's going to be failure. Sometimes you're going to be fail. You're going to fail a number of times before you can finally make it in your life. And the next cause of discouragement is fear. 
fear is behind more discouragement than we would like to admit the fear of criticism. What will they think of me? Um, you know, we've all perhaps experienced that type of fear before, fear of attempting, attempting anything because you fear that people are going to criticize you. Uh, maybe people have criticized you before and now you are fearful to attempt this, uh, to start this business that, that you wanted to start uh, or to, to take on this uh, leadership responsibility that, that was being offered to you. Uh, you are full of fear because you fear that even if people, even if it's people in the church, they might criticize you and you're fearful. The fear of responsibility. What if I can't handle this? Uh, the fear of failure. What if I blow it and I fail? Uh, uh, what, what, what am I going to do? Uh, so fear can cause a major, uh, 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 can be a major reason for discouragement in our lives. Uh, the next one is is uh, is uh, circumstances. Perhaps because of our circumstances, you know, in our lives, our negative circumstances, we become discouraged. Um, we become discouraged in life. We we don't want to move forward. Maybe we are coming from a family where we don't we don't really have money. We don't have the financial resources necessary. Uh, there are no financial resources necessary to uh, to pursue our dreams. Um, as a young person, maybe you've completed your matric, or maybe you are still in school, even dropped out of school because your parents didn't have the financial resources to move forward, to help you move forward, to pay for your school fees, to pay for university. And so as a result of that, you become discouraged in your life. Um, you've become discouraged because some of your peers that you're with in school have since moved on and they've made progress in their lives and and you have remained at the same place in life uh, because because you you have not had the financial resources in your life uh, circumstances beyond your control can cause discouragement and you don't know what to do anymore um, and you know uh, uh, maybe it is circumstances of, of sickness and, and disease and infirmity um, you've been struggling and battling certain ailments in your life and um, and and every time you've wanted to pursue your dreams and move forward in life um, you've always battled these ailments and you've always been drawn back because you have to constantly go back to hospital and constantly be on medication and miss classes and 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 miss out on on, on pursuing your dreams because of sickness and disease uh, so I don't know what circumstances you find yourself in. People are just discouraged sometimes because of the negative circumstances around them. Uh, and, and, and those circumstances sometimes are beyond human control. And we don't know what to do. Uh, the last cause, it might, they might not be the only causes of discouragement. But I'm just going to give you the last one right now. The last cause of discouragement can be uh, people. People can be a cause of discouragement in your life. Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, people are a cause of discouragement. People cause discouragement in our lives. Um, you know, and as, 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 as time goes on, I will, uh, God willing, maybe uh, next week before we, before we talk about how to get out of discouragement, I'm going to become a bit more personal and share some of my life stories uh, and examples of, of, of how I found myself so discouraged and wanting to quit uh, at my dreams in my life. And so sometimes people can cause discouragement. Sometimes if you don't have people standing with you and supporting you, that can cause discouragement. Sometimes you might have people stabbing you in the back and speaking against you. And that was the case with Nehemiah. He had the, the Tobias of the day and the Sanballats of the day that, that spoke negatively and that provoked 
Nehemiah and criticized Nehemiah and and the rest of the nation of Israel and criticized them about 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 their project and their dream and and they didn't they, they didn't speak positively about them and they didn't stand with them so sometimes people can be a huge cause of discouragement um, and I don't know who are your friends. I don't know who you've surrounded yourself with. Maybe you've surrounded yourself with people who are not very inspiring, people who are not very encouraging, people who are not there really to, to, to lift you up. Uh, maybe you are surrounded by people that are always pulling you down. Maybe it's time to assess the time types of friendships that are around you, the people that are around you, the leadership team that is around you. Uh, the, 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 the people that you've surrounded yourself with, even in the place of work, the type of colleagues that you have, that you've surrounded yourself with, um, the type of people that you are sharing your dreams with. Maybe you're sharing stuff with the wrong people, uh, people that might just uh, hurt you and criticize you negatively and pull you down and, and become jealous of you. Uh, Joseph was, was discouraged because of his own brothers. His own brothers, he shared the dream with his brothers and they pulled him down. Um, they sold him as a slave. They got rid of him uh, because they were jealous. Uh, they couldn't take the, the, the fact that the, the, their brother was going to be successful. They couldn't take the fact that God had given him a dream. And so sometimes it is the people around you. It might even be family members, like in the case of Joseph. That might be a huge cause of discouragement in your life. And uh, maybe you are sitting in that situation and you feel that, you know, you are surrounded by people that are constantly encouraging you. I don't know what your situation is, but maybe if you, maybe you need to reassess your friendships. Maybe you need to reassess the people that are, are surrounding you. And maybe you need to make some changes in that regard. Uh, because, because uh, you know, uh, the Bible says that two are better than one. Uh, and so we need people in our lives, but we need those that will lift us up when we are down. We don't need those that will push us further down when we are down, uh, but we need those that will stand with us. Uh, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So maybe the people that you hang around with are not iron at all. If they are clay, they are not going to be able to sharpen us. Uh, maybe as an ego, you're hanging around chickens. Um, and, and instead of learning how to fly, you, 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 you are just walking around and, and you, even though you have the potential to fly, you are not able to fly. You're walking around and picking the ground like a chicken. Um, I don't know what, what, your, what your situation is and the nature of your friends around you, but maybe you need to do a reassessment. I want to just pray for somebody right now. Hallelujah. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for, for somebody that might be listening to this program right now. I pray that your grace will be sufficient for them. I pray that you will lift them up out of the pit of discouragement. I pray that you will inspire them. I pray that you will help them. I pray, Father God, that you will help them become all that you intended for them to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray your hand of, of, of strength and encouragement and inspiration over their lives. I take authority over every spirit of discouragement. I pray, dear God, that you would just lift them out of the pit of discouragement and help them become all that you intended for them to be. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you've promised in your word never to leave us, never to forsake us. That you've promised in your word to be with us up to the very end of the age. I pray for those that have even already quit by now, that you would inspire them to get back up again. In the name of Jesus, because you are not a God 
who quits. You're not a you're not a quitter. And so I pray for those that are surrounded by negative circumstances. I trust you to change their circumstances. I pray that you bring about a change in their circumstances. Father, that there's going to be a miracle that's going to happen with their circumstances, that you're going to lift them up out of those circumstances and give them victory in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Father, make a way for them. Help them, Father. Help them become all that you want them to be in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you might be listening to the program and perhaps you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've never accepted him in your life as your Lord and Savior. And maybe you want to pray this prayer after me. I want you to just repeat after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I realize that I'm a sinner. I ask your forgiveness. I surrender my life to you. I open the door of my heart and I invite you, Jesus, to come into my life. Change me, save me, make me a child of God and I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, that today I am a child of God and my life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. If you've given your life to Jesus, wherever you are, wherever you're, you're listening the program from, wherever you live, find a closest church that you can uh, become a, a member of that church uh, in order for you to grow in your Christian life uh, because we don't grow in isolation. We grow in fellowship with other Christians. And so find a good church that you can go to and attend and, um, and you can fit in the Christian family there so that you can grow in your Christian life. Thank you for tuning in. It was great being with you. This has been the Kairos Moment on the Active FM. God bless. Like a tidal wave